Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. Return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers Now. Just had Jay Woodcroft on the show. And speaking of the Bakersfield Condors, where Jay's now head coaching, uh, the Edmonton Oilers announcing they've signed Patrick Russell to a one-year contract extension. Uh, forward last year at 14 goals, 27.68 games in the American League. He is a uh, depth NHL forward long-term, a guy who can skate and uh, penalty kill and those sort of things. Do want to tell you that guests and orders now receive gift certificates from... The Japanese Village. Three locations, downtown Southside and Northside. Don and the staff at Japanese Village, they will look after you. Well, uh, we are pleased to be joined on the line by NHL Hockey on Rogers analyst, Drew Remenda. Hello, Drew. How are you doing? Drew, you there? Did we lose, Drew? Did I not hit something? Let's try that again. Can you check this? I thought Hello, I... Robert. Oh, there Hello, we go. Robert. We got Drew Hello. now. Drew, how are you doing? Robert. I'm good. How are you? I'm excellent, thank you. Uh, let me ask you this. Let's start with the Capitals winning the Stanley Cup. At the start of the playoffs, did you see this happening? Nope. Not after the first two games either, or going into the double overtime in Game 3 that they had against Columbus. No, I didn't have them at all. I always thought Nashville was the best team in the league, and um, Winnipeg was a close second, but um, didn't have Washington. But, you know, they they were able to have that adversity early in the first round, overcame it, and then they just got better and better after that. And uh, obviously, uh, putting Brayden Hope in over Philip Grubauer was a big was a big game changer. Um, but I looked at it, and when you watched every series and you watched every game as as they rolled on, they just kept getting stronger and tougher and harder to play against. And you know, good for them. Good for Barry Trotz. Great for like Chandler Stevenson's a kid I've known since Bantam Hockey. He's a good Saskatoon boy and. Braden and, and Lane Lambert, some good Saskatchewan guys there for my liking. And then, um, you know, everybody's talking about Alexander Ovechkin, and now it's no longer can you say, no. yeah, but. There's no yeah, but anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you know what? We might look back when he's done playing and think he was the greatest goal scorer in the history of the league. And, and yeah. it, it, we might look at it because it's harder to score now than uh, seemingly ever before. 
and Wayne Gretzky played in a different time, and Ovechkin has done it as a goal scorer. Uh, it's almost sacrilegious to suggest otherwise, given that Wayne's at 892. Yeah. Brent, Brendan, um, why don't you look up on the fly? How many is Ovi at now through 14 seasons? Because Wayne, I think, I played... Think it was six, I think it was like 607 or something like that, wasn't it? So he's got a ways to go. He's got another 300. Ways to go. Yeah. I, I, heard, I had a discussion the other day with a, with a guy who was saying, well, Ovechkin deserves to win the cup. And I looked at him, and the reason I, I, I kind of twisted my head a little bit is because uh, a couple of years ago, Paul Coffey and Ray Bork were at a dinner that I was emceeing. And I asked Paul Coffey, you know, when Ray was playing, and he, and, you know, he didn't win his cup until his final year with Colorado, did you ever think, boy, there's a guy who deserves to win it? And Paul said, no, never. He said, because you don't, nobody deserves to win the Stanley Cup. You only deserve to win the cup when you put the 16 wins in. When you put the work in, when you have the team around you, when you put yep. 16 wins together. And I thought, what's that? And he was sitting right beside Ray Bork when he said it. Ray kind of shrugged his shoulders and said, yeah. And so I kind of looked at that now, and I know oh, he deserves No, he didn't deserve it until last night when his team won. Well, that's a that's a, certainly a perspective to, to look at. I mean, I just think that he was always a great player to me. Yes. And the yeah, but thing, I guess, is the yeah, but thing. And, but again, I wonder if we're going to look at him differently moving forward. I mean, if he finishes with 800 goals, which if he plays five more seasons, it's not out of the realm of possibility that he'd score 200 in the next five years. Um, and, and I, I mean, who, who would bet against him? I wouldn't bet against him. He's been a heck of a player for a long time. Drew Remender from NHL Hockey and Rogers. Drew, we just had Jay Woodcroft on the show, the yeah. head coach of the Bakersfield Condors. Um, I'd like to get your thoughts on the makeup of the Oilers' new coaching staff and then also a thought on Jay taking over the uh, AHL farm team. Let's start with Jay. Um, I think he deserves the shot. I've known Jay now for, oh, it's going to be 10, 11 years. Um, He is a guy who is extremely smart, extremely uh, well-versed in the game, works his tail off, as you've seen, very organized, very dedicated, and he believes in how Todd McClellan coaches. He believes in how he deals with players, and he believes in the types of systems, you know, if there is such a thing anymore in the way that uh, teams are supposed to play. And so there's no disconnection there. There is a complete symmetry between the minor league team or the AHL team and the NHL team. Jay is also so well connected throughout the hockey the world it's amazing that the the respect he has and the um absolute um fountains of information and wealth of information that he can tap into at any time if he's ever needs to he's a he's a hockey guy through and through and you won't catch me saying anything bad about jay i have nothing but love and respect for jay woodcraft and i think he, he had the opportunity. I know Peter had talked to him a couple of times, and I knew you had talked to Peter. Right. But Peter had talked to him a couple of times about, you know, when are you going to when are you gonna make the move? When are you going to get your own team? And I think this is a perfect... Yeah. Drew, you still there? Did we lose you? I think we yeah. lost... Oh, no, he's still there. No. Uh, well, what I like about him is he's a grinder. And I like guys that grind in everything that they do. And so uh, it's interesting because I think that he understands the role and that part of it is that he's going to be developing players. And uh, I think maybe there's been, frankly, I believe there's been a little bit of a disconnect in Edmonton with that in the past where maybe some coaches were prioritizing their own personal success. And And the irony is the best way to get personal success as a head coach in the American Hockey League is to develop better players. So, I mean, that's, that's my rant on that. Um, 
to the new coaching staff. So Glenn Gullitson comes in, uh, two-time NHL head coach, actually has a better record than Bill Peters as a head coach, who ended up replacing him in Calgary. Uh, Trent Yanni, who you've had experience with, but you've known Trent Yanni a long, long time. And then uh, Manny Viveros. Your, your thoughts on the makeup of that trio? Well, I, I, let's start with Trent, who I know the best. Um, big fan of Trent. When Duncan Keith won his Norris Trophy, one of the first people he thanked when he went up to the stage to accept the trophy was Trent Yoni. And it was thank you for to Trent for helping me through those early years and developing him as a hockey player. I think that says a lot. And I watched him in San Jose, uh, watched him in Anaheim, he has developed players, developed defensemen, especially wherever he's been. He's kind of a mix of old school, new school. As far as old school in the way he deals with people, how direct he is. He's very direct. He's very honest, and some would say even gruff. But he's not quite as he's as bark. You know, he's kind of the bark is worse than his bite kind of guy. Um, he has the ability to show young players why, not just the how and the what. But the why, and that's really important with young players nowadays. Todd McClellan talks about it all the time, and Trent is a big believer in that as well. You've got to explain to these guys why they need to work on this aspect of the game or that aspect of their game so they can be what they want to be. Uh, Trent has a saying, and I know you kind of subscribe to this too, Bob, is the fact of um, you've got to be ready to give up who you are for who you want to be. And Trent is really good at getting players to do that. You look at how you, those young defensemen in Anaheim progressed, yep. and, and Trent had a ton to do with that. The other thing about Trent is he can be the heavy every once in a while. And, and that's okay. You, every once in a while, you know, you, your, your dad every once in a while, for kids nowadays, you've got to be heavy. You've got to get after them when they're not working the same path and going in the same direction that you need them to go. And Trent has the ability to do that without demeaning a person. Um, he is one of my favorite people in the world. He's extremely smart, extremely deep-thinking guy, and, again, another guy that Todd McClellan trusts, and you need that on your coaching staff. Well, his track record's exceptional, Drew. I mean, the, the penalty kill, five of the last six years with teams that he's been with, they've had a top-five penalty kill in the NHL. That's an area especially for him. And then the progression and development, even Dustin Bufflin crediting Trent Yanni when Trent coached yeah. him down in the American Hockey League. I mean, he has developed a lot of guys, and uh, the, the defense speak for themselves. Glenn Gullitson, Manny Viveros. So thoughts on those two? I don't know Manny very well, but listening to him the last little while here, especially when they're in the playoffs in Saskatchewan, and, and listening to him on radio interviews and seeing him, how he worked, the one thing um, that struck me is how upbeat he is. He is an upbeat, positive guy. He is a guy that, another guy that I really like listening to because I think he has some interesting, unique thoughts on the game. One thing struck me about Manny Villaros in the, in the game against the Regina Pats in the Memorial Cup. It was late in the game, his team was down, and his team was down by a significant amount where it was only about six or seven minutes left, and they showed him on the bench, and he was still coaching those guys. Didn't have his arms folded like you see a lot of guys, which is kind of a pet peeve of mine, yeah. body language, kind of, you know, it kind of drives me a little nutty. He was up and down the bench talking to the guys, talking to the guys, getting them going, come on, come on. And he wasn't really cheerleading because, you know, Tom McCollins once told us, once you start cheerleading, you're done as a coach, but he was active. He was alive on the bench. He was keeping his team alive, and they, they mounted a comeback. 
and unfortunately it, it fell short. So I think that spoke volumes about Manny and, and how he deals with young people. Um, Glenn, I, I don't know Glenn particularly well. Um, I just know that I just like the way he works. I like how, uh, I like his intensity. I like his thought process when he is talking to people about his team. When you listen to him, he's, he's again, another deep thinker about where his team's at. I think he sees the big picture. Um, I also like the way that he has got that spark. And I, I think to have another, both Trent was a head coach, Manny was a head coach, Glenn was a head coach, to have that on your bench and in your coach's room. And let's not forget about Dustin and Jeremy, yep. Jeremy Cabrone, Dustin Schwartz. Those guys are very important to the coaching staff. I think when you've got that mix um, with head coaches there, there's a different vibe and a different maybe um, personality that you can bounce things off of from a head coach point of view that might be uh, a little bit more beneficial for the Oilers. We're joined by Drew Remender from NHL Hockey and Rogers. Bob Stoffer with you know Oilers now. Drew, we're going to put you on hold for 10 seconds okay. so we can run a clip. Yesterday from Elliot Friedman, we're going to switch focus and we're going to talk about Milan Lucic. And Elliot had these comments on some, uh, well, some rumors that were out there on Lucic uh, late last week. Well, this is what I can tell you about Milan Lucic. There was a rumor going around uh, a week ago that uh, that he, maybe he might have asked for a trade. And uh, I was told that was not the case. I, I was told, I asked somebody, and they told me that he had not asked for it. But I believe that there has been some conversation about, you know, is there a way that this can be worked on to make it happen? All right, that's uh, Elliot Friedman, uh, who, of course, is a very plugged-in insider that we use on the show uh, once a week here in Oilers now for the River Creek Resort and Casino. We're going to draw Drew Ramanda back in. Drew, you watched Milan play a lot over the course of the last two seasons. I certainly did not envision him scoring just one goal in the last 48 games last year and going minus 18. Uh, to me, at times, he looked disengaged. Uh, clearly frustrated because that was like the emotion he showed the most. But I'd like to get your thoughts on uh, where we're at right now with Milan Lucic. Well, first off, Milan is the poster boy for you can't judge a book by its cover. We look at Milan and we see the big, hulking, brooding guy, Hulk smash, but he's more Dr. Banner than he is the Incredible Hulk. He's a sensitive guy. He's a smart guy. He's a guy that when you talk to him, he's more than just you know, 27 Milan Lucic going up and down the wing. He cares about his team. He cares about his teammates. And he cares about his legacy as a hockey player. When the legacy until last year was one of, he's a power forward, he's won a Stanley Cup, he's a guy that's going to help you win, he's, he's what you want on a hockey team, and he's what you want on a hockey player. But you're right, the year was frustrating for him because he just couldn't get things done. He just couldn't keep up to the speed of the game, and it looked like it was kind of passing him by. And the fact that he didn't have any production, because everybody goes to the rink doing what? I'm going to, how many goals am I going to score tonight? When, you, when your kid plays hockey and come home from the games, you win or lose? Uh, we won. Did you score any goals? That's what we ask. You ask everybody. Everybody goes to the rink trying to score goals. And Milan had, obviously, tons of difficulty doing that. But... When you look at Milan, I think we have to judge him and look at what he is capable of. And he is certainly, this was the downest year, the right. downest nice English, the worst year of his career. But we've talked about this, Bob. He's got to get faster. And everybody said, well, he needs to lose weight. No, he doesn't. 
he's not a fat guy. He's not out of shape. He's in good condition. He's just a big, big man. Right. So knowing the coaching staff of the owners, knowing the great training staff and conditioning staff, strength and conditioning coach and Chad Drummond that he is, I know they've already got him working on trying to become more powerful, become quicker. Now he's not going to be Connor McDavid quick. He's not going to be Usain Bolt down the 100 meter quick. He needs to get two, three steps quicker, and you can do that. You start on, like, if you look at all the scientific research about developing power and explosive speed, you look at, you can start on a 12-week program. You start on a 12-week program of lifting heavy and getting your muscles stronger. You you mix in plyometrics. You mix in light, then heavy training after that. We watched Ryan Nugent Hopkins do it. We watched Leon Dreisaitl for two seasons. All he does is squat every day in Germany. He, He works squats every single day. You can develop power and you can develop quickness. And, and he's got, Milan's got all the resources, all the coaching that he needs in order to do that. And I, I believe because he's a proud guy, because he cares about his legacy and cares about being considered by his teammates valuable to his team, he'll be working on that. And he'll come back trying to be quicker. All right. And it's, it's about, does that make sense? It does, but here's the thing, Drew. He said at the end of the year, what happened with him was 90% mental. What you're discussing yes. is an awful lot of physical, and maybe the yes, physical. Got to get right. The sure. physical side gives you some confidence, unquestionably. When I said he looked disengaged, I mean one of the way guys that uh, you know are, are goal scorers when they're struggling sometimes is they pick a fight. He didn't do that a yep. lot. Now he doesn't have a lot of takers. It's easier for a guy like Maroon to go pick a fight than it is for Lucic because Lucic might knock you a blank out. Right? Maroon's right. not going to do that to you. Yeah. But Milan's going to hurt you. Milan, Milan is going to hurt you if he fights but you know when, when, a, when a guy is not disengaged over a 40 game run he, he went over 40 games without scoring or fighting you know you're thinking to yourself is is there something you know is he unhappy is he not does he not have you know is he not playing f- you, you know what I'm, these sort of things yeah, these but questions got, I think I, get brought up right yeah and, and rightfully so but i think you have to get the balance first right and, and i can i can just tell you from my own life I'm just if you have that physical balance and you've got the edge, and you're back working out, and you're doing. For me, it's 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 going to the gym, it's working out, and it's it's going to kickboxing. When I'm back doing that stuff, you get that emotional balance physically, or you get that balance physically, and then that leads to a mental and emotional state of of change mm. of. Not I'll have to take that in consideration. My wife's listening. <laughs> she's texting the show right now. She says you should be listening to this. But you 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 get the physical down first. And that improves everything else. It just does. So if Milan's on the ice physically feeling better, feeling faster, feeling like he can keep up, and then creating that space and creating a little bit of success on the ice early, that will lead to a better mental and emotional state. It just will, because he wants to contribute. He wants to be valuable. And it definitely played on his pride and played on his emotions that he wasn't able to do that. So you get the physical down first, and that will lead to the balance on the other end. Can he bounce? In opinion, in, in can he bounce opinion. back? Yes. Logic dictates he can bounce back, Drew. Yes. Logic dictates. Yes. Look, he, two years ago he was still a pretty good uh, power forward in the NHL. Yes. He had a tough second half. Actually, his first half numbers, albeit a little bit propped up. Well, he, I mean, he didn't score. Actually, the year before he had more power play success than last year. But his first half numbers were pretty decent. But it was just the second really? half. So was that Stephane, the? Give me, give me an athlete. Give me an athlete with something to prove. Give me oh, yeah. an athlete. Look at the look at the Vegas Golden Knights. Give me an athlete with something to prove, and I'll take him all day long. And I'll I'll, I'll take his want and his desire, and and use that for him. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, I'm going to be very intrigued to see how it goes for him. Um, yeah. Because I don't know if it's even at all pragmatic to trade him. I don't know if you can, number one. And number two, his value would be at such a low that it doesn't make it, you know what I mean? Unless, yeah. So I think you kind of have to bet on him bouncing back, don't you? Yes, 100%. And I, and I think he can. I really think he can. Just You have to know that he's, he's putting the work in. Just because you know him and I know him a little bit now yeah. in two years, we know what kind of pride this guy has. We know how much he cares and wants to be considered one of the top power forwards in the league. And he was not happy. He was disappointed in himself last year. And he was, at times, you could tell he was almost embarrassed when he went through that streak where he wasn't scoring. Yeah, And so that's why I say that I know that with Chad Drummond and that and that development staff, that strength and development staff, they will be able to get him on the right path. And he'll, he'll dedicate himself to it because he wants to be better. Drew, interesting stuff. Thank you for your time and your perspective. And we'll touch base down the summer, okay? Good talking to you, Robert. Take you care. bet. Take care. That is Drew Remenda from NHL Hockey on Rogers, of course. Sports the Oilers television broadcast with Kevin Quinn. 1254 in Edmonton. We'll take a quick timeout. This is Oilers now. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca. Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports certificate of authenticity, and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, Pro-Am Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca. That's proamsports.ca. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. Well, that's one guy uh, I don't think we have to worry about too much. <laughs> Back-to-back 100-point seasons. Welcome back, everybody. It's 12.57 in Edmonton. If you're looking for a fun destination this year, take the kids to Disneyland. It's the happiest place on Earth. Fabulous fun, great food, warm weather. Book now with New West Travel. Your Disneyland California package includes non-stop airfare, four-star hotel for seven nights, five-day attractions pass. For reservations to Disneyland, call the travel experts at New West Travel, 780-432-7446, or book online at newwesttravel.com. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Kyle Moore. When we come back, more discussion on the Washington Capitals' uh, somewhat improbable Stanley Cup championship run. This is Oilers Now.